previously on room 1710. But I do like um, Black Panther mm. in mm-hmm. a sense. People still had a problem with it, though. A lot of people. Not well, my problem. I didn't judge them on that aspect because I felt like people were trying to connect. Mm-hmm. Especially like that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Especially like how black people are, you know, as far as like black, not African American or Nigerian, kind of how you uh mm-hmm. identify, but just black people who don't know their history, like me and Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like we're orphans. Mm-hmm. We don't know where we come from. years ago was a very long time we're a completely different society now from our education to the science and the technology we've completely evolved as a human race but for many others in this world the more things that change the more they remain the same generational pain is a huge thing in the black community and on the other side of that there's generational oppression On today's episode, uh, I talk with my very good friend, Jay, and we take a deep dive into the life of a black male and also black people. Uh, We talk about how, you know, because the color of our skin, we are labeled a criminal or a thug. And quite frankly, your assumptions are not my responsibility. It's completely wrong to be guilty until proven innocent and this comes with many consequences of that nature so i'd like you to enjoy this episode and please you know educate yourself further of you know what we go through as society and how much further we have to go enjoy hey what's going on y'all welcome back to another episode of room 1710 Today I got a uh I got my very special friend with me. I got uh my homeboy Jay Jackson. Say what's up to the people, man. <laughs> Hello, all you happy people. <laughs> yeah, so um I got my homeboy Jay with me because uh usually when we talk about, you know, um the things going on in, in America uh with, you know, us black people, we always have a discussion about, you know, the past and the present. Um and then, you know, also the future as well about what's going on on us as a people. Um, and then kind of one of the big things that sparked like a real huge conversation between the both of us. If you haven't seen, you got to see it, but, uh, it's called 13 on Netflix. It's a documentary, uh, about the 13th amendment. Um, Hey, can you, you know, like let people kind of know, you know, what's, what's the 13th amendment. Okay. Before I do that, I would like to say, (laughs) Uh, what you hear on my behalf is my opinions. Uh-oh. Okay. So I don't want anybody to come to J.O. Jarvis <laughs> if I say something that rubs you the wrong way. Okay. So now that we got that out the way, <laughs> um, the 13th Amendment is pretty much the abolish of slavery mm-hmm. in America and, and places that it has 
jurisdiction, jurisdiction. I can't never say that word. It's okay. I'm right there with you. Unless slavery is being used as a punishment for a crime. So, and today pretty much chain gangs is a form of slavery because they're using that as a form of crime. Even though they're getting paid like 13 cents a day, it's technically still considered slavery. Uh They're working not out of free will. Yeah, and it's just crazy how we still see that today, but we're kind of blind by it. Because people in jail, then, you know, people don't think about it. Everybody thinks that everybody in jail deserves that. Yeah. And it's and it's not right, you know. We you're supposed to correct. It's a correctional facility, but they're not correcting anything. Yeah, I was actually looking up uh, a few things, like different uh, countries, looking at their jail systems. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not gonna lie, the jail systems here got. I think it's fuck. Sorry. No, you can cut. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, yeah, you can cut. I think it's <laughs> fucked up here, honestly. Yeah. Because I think I saw. Um, I forgot where it was in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Where they actually have programs to actually, uh, what's the word they say? You go to jail to be rehabilitated. Yeah. They have programs to be rehabilitated. So they'll learn a craft, they'll learn a trade or, you know, music or something that is positive. And then when they come out, it's like the slate is clean. You paid your debt to society. Mm-hmm. Now you go out and be a good, citizen versus here totally different after you pay your debt to society you're still paying interest when you go to your uh po probation officer you got to pay a fee for that when you get fingerprinted you pay a fee for that and then a whole bunch of your i guess i say rights it's just stripped away and you're like a second class citizen yeah, you just get trapped in the system too. You think about that too with the PO. You know, you're out of jail. You could be a felon. It's hard to get a job. And then on top of that, with all the life stuff, you got to pay these fees constantly. And if you miss out one time, right? Oh, I might be wrong. It's, I don't think it's one time. I think they give you a certain certain number of chances, but yeah. it's not that many. Yeah, it's yeah. probably like the first time is like a verbal warning and the write up. The second time, you know, you might go back. Yeah. For three months or something like that, depending on the case. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why a lot of people, you know, keep on going back to jails because, you know, you try to get out, you try to be better, but it's, it's very hard to, it's, it's not easy. Um, some, some people really make good. Um, unfortunately, there's not too many real good stories all the time, but, but yeah, um, also kind of one thing I want to talk about, I remember, you know, you mentioned to me about some time ago, kind of like how it was like, uh, oh man, I forgot what year that was, but, uh, can you kind of explain like with the, with the employment cards, how it was back oh, in the day for black people? Yeah. During, um, Jim Crow, Jim Crow. Oh, yeah. Okay, dang, I, I thought it was further. No, it was, it was during Jim Crow okay. cause this was after, you know, we were, quote unquote free and all that. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know what Jim Crow is, I'm gonna sum it up very short. It's pretty much some messed up laws against black people that uh can give other personalities I'm just say it, give America <laughs> reasons to incarcerate or kill. Mm. 
the biggest thing that everybody probably knows, Jim Cole, uh, Jim, Jim Crow, in his full effect was Edmund Till. Mm-hmm. How he looked and quote unquote whistled at a white lady. And the people that did that to him was justified under Jim Crow. But anyway, um, yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, it is. Beyond messed up. So during the Jim Crow era, there was a time where black people had to be employed. It was illegal for us not to be employed. So we had to have a a card pretty much um pretty much now like the vaccine card like the vaccine card <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got to have our vaccine cards yeah. to go to a restaurant mm-hmm. pretty much we had to have a card saying that we were employed and where we were employed and if we didn't have the card on us or if we weren't employed we can be sent to jail for that and so <sighs> then now america got free labor because, you know, America is real big on football, incarcerations, and uh, opioids. Huh? Opio- opioids, too. <laughs> now. That, yeah, that's now. That's the new, quote-unquote, health crisis that we're going to say. It's a real thing, though. It is, but, but I'm it not wasn't. Gonna dig into it. <laughs> it wasn't like that during the early 90s. Oh, yeah, true. It was, yeah, it was, oh, these niggas is crazy. Now it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I'm sorry. I might rub you, rub you the wrong way. Forgive me, but <laughs> nah, you're not rubbing no one the wrong way. <laughs> Look up anything that I'm saying. Nah, but yeah, that's crazy though. Like when you think about it, like it was illegal to be unemployed. So I mean, was it like you were if you were unemployed for a certain period of time? No, man. Just it, just at all. Just if you got fired, so, then the next day you could actually go to jail. Type stuff. It could. I don't. I haven't looked into that, which I would have to uh, do more do more research on. Yeah. But like the jobs that we had were pretty much like farmers, butlers, things like that. So you're not really going to get fired from that. But if you wanted to step outside of that realm, for mm. instance, like, you know what? Maybe I want to be an accountant. You have to pay a tax for that because that's considered a luxury job. Mm. So they made it real hard to just move up and move up and move out. Yeah. If wherever you were, you were pretty much stuck. And if anybody found out that you were trying to move and they blow the whistle, yeah, you're you're stuck now for however many years they're gonna put you in jail for. That's insane that like one race is subject to that law. You know? Those rules. Well, I mean, the other people that probably would have been subject to the law was kinda killed off a little bit earlier. In the history of America, yeah, uh, you talking about uh, Native Americans? Native Americans, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. And then, I mean, Chinese people—they had their issues here also, yeah. especially during the railroads. But I mean, slavery was a business, man. Like, let's just still say is. It is. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, the jail system—it's a billion-dollar industry. That's why there's like private prisons and stuff now, and they gotta fill them up somewhere. A private prison. You know, one of the most messed-up things I remember uh, someone telling me—it um, was a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. She was telling me that you know, and this is at any school. It doesn't matter if it's a good school or a bad school. But talk about the pipeline. Is it called the pipeline to where if you're not at a, if you're in third grade and you're not at a third grade reading level, mm-hmm. that they make a tally of how many prisons that they need to build? Mm-hmm. In a certain area. Okay. I couldn't yeah. remember what it was called, but it's called the pipeline. Yeah. The pipeline of prison. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, like they, that blew my mind. Like America gives up on you that fast, like that instant. I mean, but America has also been a, I, I'm gonna say like a doggy dog world. Mm-hmm. Like the strongest survives. So by third grade, they claim that you're supposed to be at this certain level, even though, you know, school systems might not be as best as, let's say, Sugarland. Or might not have the same resources or even teachers who care to teach. Or even a child's ability to learn. Right. You know, we all learn different. Yeah, because this whole uh, mental health uh, thing and like, what's that called where you can't read? Dyslexia and all mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this is all relatively new. Like, this hasn't been around like during our grandparents' age. My grandparents wasn't getting it. It's like, oh, they're dumb. They're, they're not yeah. trying. So, yeah, yeah they, they write them off. Yeah. And so, yeah. But we're learning more about it. Yeah, man. I, I I think that's that's crazy just how it is nowadays to, I think most parents don't even know that, that, you know, the school system is like that. There's, there's lots of things that kind of go on. I think, um, honestly... I think they might know, but they don't have the time to, I don't want to say care because that's not the right word. They don't have the time to be reactive to it. Yeah, it's a lot going on. 40 hours a week. And then on top of that, you got to cook, clean, raise your kids, tutor your kids and all type of stuff. It's, It's overwhelming. And it could really be overwhelming if you have a one parent household. Man. True story. <laughs> you know, that's extremely difficult. And then what if you're, you know, doing it alone, if you don't have family members helping you? Yes, that's a lot, you know, and a lot of, you know, a lot of kids don't get the attention that they need to, to make it in this world. It's it's very difficult. It's it's funny you said that because um, <laughs> I never thought in a million years that they would actually say something that was, like, inspiring, but... Yin Yang Twins actually, came, <laughs> right, right. Yin Yang Twins actually came out with a song, and it was a song about um, females at, in a strip club, right? But during that part of the song, they they were saying that um, the parents are supposed to raise the kids, but the parents leave it up to the teachers. The teachers leave it up to the preachers. The preachers can't fill the bleachers, so it's the rappers that are educating your kids. Oof, right. Dang. From Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> so. I never heard that before. Oh, it was off of, um, that USA album. And they were talking about, this is a song about strip clubs and they just kind of plugging that stuff in there? Well, the song was about, uh, <laughs> it was about a female that works at a strip club that doesn't want to. Like, she just used it as a stepping stool. Uh, but she ended up getting caught. Yeah. Which happens a lot in a lot of other situations other than strip clubs. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. And I mean, that's that's facts, though. Absolutely, like, all these kids can quote whoever they want, but I mean, yeah, yeah, rap, rap, rap does have a a big influence, and I think we all notice that. That's why it's kind of implemented in you know the presidential race and stuff like that, you know, or even even celebrities, you know, influence is a huge uh, source of power. True, but rap isn't the one that started it though. Like rap is taking the blame because it's the most I'm not gonna say the most popular genre, but it's up there. 
Yeah. But you know what, though? That's kind of one thing also uh, about, you know, black culture is just we always had like a um, and of course, I'm not saying above anybody else, but, you know, we always had a huge sense of influence. Right. Yeah. And you think about just kind of like the Harlem Renaissance days. Right. Uh, I forgot what year that was. Um, um but people used to are you trying to remember i'm i'm trying but i'm not going to get a headache it was right before you know what i think i want to say it was, it was right like before n- the great depression yeah so 1920s because it was about nine years and then i think the stock market crash happened in 1929 yeah which i actually, may be wrong but no, something like that you're right that's yeah. actually the downfall of the uh Harlem renaissance yeah yeah but you got to think about that like right you know, here we had this this area. I'm, I don't know how big Harlem is, but people used to come from all over the world just to, you know, experience the black culture. You know, even just white people, you know, they they saw that and they just kind of wanted to feel that. And it was such a huge thing back in the day from the music to the art to uh, I'm pretty sure it was food as well. Po- poetry, food, mm-hmm. fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know about Harlem Renaissance, pretty much that is the black Mecca. Yeah, yeah. During the time. That's like uh how Catholics gotta go to where where is it, Rome, where the Pope is? Yeah, I think so. Like it's that type of trip. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kinda you know, like that's beautiful too, because when you think about, you know, black people and our history and how we came about, how, you know, we were in Africa and then we came to America and we had like no sense of like our you know our culture pretty much kind of was like and language was kind of killed we didn't know that we just kind of came to america and we just started from scratch and then we like i said we had that instance um with the harlem renaissance and stuff like that how big that was and even to this present day to where you think about you know even the the rap culture some people of course it it, at don't agree with it and it's kind of always had its ups and downs with how people view it but it's the number one genre in the world yeah in the world you know what i'm saying and that's something that was just you know started just from scratch you know what i'm saying and i I, you know that's very powerful but i don't i don't think what i said to the music the music didn't start from scratch i don't think yeah i I think we did bring that back over from africa well, what part of the music are you talking about? Like, like the rhythm? Like the rhythm, the okay. drums, like the feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's like, um. It's in your DNA. Yeah. yeah. Like if somebody hears it, they might just hear something. Yeah. But like if I were here and I'm going through something, I, I know what that means. That's yeah. like, it's like a man, it's cool. Just gather yourself, go about your day. It's, it's like a message. Yeah. But rap is, inspired by like everybody you know you think about how people sample things people sample all types of stuff you know from i th- I want to say mozart but i may be wrong but i'm nope. pretty sure a lot of people have classical music yeah in there. yeah 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 you know you have to study you really have to study music and so it's yeah it's it's inspired from all over the world and it's received all over the world yeah so that's like the yeah i know um well you know I was in the military, mm-hmm. so when I would travel, one of the places I went to was Hong Kong, and their music was don't don't get it wrong, it was three or four years late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, so when I'm out there, there's this one club I can't remember the name of it, but it was pretty much just a hip hop club, like cats is walking around with fitted hats. This is during the time with the tall tees and everything, so they got tall tees on. 
And I remember when uh, Jeezy came on, uh, put on, they got more hype than we did. We were just trying to drink and have a good time. Talking about the Americans? Yeah. Because we just got off the boat. We've been on the boat for like two months. So we're just trying to drink and relax. Yeah. They trying to pull us on on the uh, floor talking about put on. Barely yeah. speak English, but I put on for my <laughs> city. So I'm like, bro, we reach out here and it's Jeezy. Jeezy is a. That's, that's so dope. Yeah, Jeezy is a hood artist. He's he's commercial now. From Atlanta. Yeah, but he is a hood artist. Like, his group that he reaches out to isn't that huge, mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but he made the home call. Hey, shout out to Jeezy. Good job, brother. Let's go. <laughs> nah, but yeah, that is, that is dope, man. I, I really like that. You know, like you said, where Jeezy come from, and then now this man, everybody listens to him. Man, and you want to know the trip part? Mm. This is gonna piss some people off. <laughs> I was treated better over there than I was back here before people found out I was a veteran. Mm. That happened, I hear that a lot too. Yeah, didn't that happen? Like there was that big thing too, even during World War Two, uh, where I think a lot of the vets came back. And, and they were still second class citizens. I mean, but is is that like still to this day too with vets? I know we kind of getting off subject, but I'm I'm just kind of talking about that. Like, but yeah, I I know for sure it was it for sure it was black people. Yeah, you know. Well, it's it's it still has its ups and downs now as far as veterans. Mm-hmm. It's getting better. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's been like that, especially especially with black people. I don't care. Yeah. So I got a question. I know you got like some family in Oklahoma and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I did. So it's kind of like, did you grow up in there? I'm not I sure. did. My mom did. She, okay. She made sure we got out of Oklahoma. But I guess my question to you is like, do they, you know, talk about like the history uh, in Oklahoma and kind of like, you know, what happened to black people? Like, is that commonly talked amongst people who live in Oklahoma, uh, and we're talking about the, you know, the, uh, excuse me, I say Oklahoma, but I'm talking about the, uh, the Tulsa city bombing, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not a big talking point, but mm-hmm. it is, it's known. Like I know, I know about it from my mom cause you know, my mom is pro black and an educator. So shout out to the mom. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to mom. I'm not going to put her name out cause y'all ain't about to go attack my mama, but <laughs> no one's going to talk to her. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Tulsa was kind of taught like she knew about it. Mm-hmm. I'm only speaking to my mom and my aunts cause they, and that was a hundred years ago. Right. Cause I think they just celebrate, well, not celebrated, but dang, it they, was a hundred years. Yeah, ago. yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. But my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. If y'all don't know, I'm just, I just got to drop these little gems so you so you guys know. <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma was where Black Wall Street is. Uh, and if you have a question on what Black Wall Street is, just take the black part off and just say Wall Street. Uh-huh. But for black people. so um, Kind of like how the Jewish community yeah, did as well. Pretty much. So uh, in Tulsa, there was a, a a real bad, you know, racial divide. To the point where there was one summer where it was just so bloody, like so many deaths, so many murders on so many sides or whatever. They called it Bloody Sunday or Bloody Summer. Mm. Right. Damn. But, I mean, it got to the point now where 
black people were tired, bro. They're like, okay, we can only be victims for so long. We can play your game for so long. So now you're about to feel our pain. And so that's where the, I guess the war came out and black wall street was still doing its thing. And yeah, pretty much it got bombed Mm. by the government. The first time in history that the government has ever dropped bombs on their own citizens. But according to records, we weren't considered citizens at that time. We were still property. We were just property that got away. A hundred years ago, we weren't considered citizens. They, we were citizens, but, but they didn't look at us as citizens. Cause it's like, you know, a certain percentage, like the three fifths of man, yeah, right? Pretty uh, the much. Three-fifths, yeah. So that's pretty much saying that if you have a dog and the government says that you can't have dogs no more because it's slavery. So dogs are free. And so now dogs have the equal rights as you. But we still look at it like, man, that's a dog. Like, I provide for him. That's pretty much how they looked at us back during that time. Mm. So. Weren't even considered humans. Yeah, pretty much. And I still don't think to this day they look at us as humans. They they look at us as athletes. They look at us as artists. But they don't look at us as a man. Well, I mean, not everyone, of course. Oh, no. it, 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 I'm not talking about everybody, so yeah, please yeah. don't get offended. <laughs> I'm just saying in general. But it's yeah, it's it's sad that it's still a work in progress. Like, yeah. why are we still thinking people are different? That's right. that's the sad part about it. And what's even more messed up too is just like you know how we're in Texas and like they're creating laws to where, or they did put that law. You know, I really need to on top of that but to where it's like they're not teaching certain things in history like oh, when it comes talk, to slavery um, dang what's that called not critical right. race th- theory that, I think that's what you're talking about they can't teach that in school anymore well I mean that's one thing but I'm just talking about even the stuff that we learn I'm just talking about just teaching about slavery period Bro, they're, they, they're trying to take that out yeah they're switching the game up they're talking about like we were uh, indentured service and everything which Starting off, yeah, I remember hearing that yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> starting, starting off, let me let me put this out here. Starting off, we were indigenous servants. Uh-huh. White people were also indigenous servants. We worked for so many years, we get a piece of land. Mm. Only difference was, and this this was even before slavery. White people can work three to five years; they get ten acres of land. Black person will work. 8 to 10 years for 10 acres of land. Our time has always been stretched out longer than the white person mm-hmm. has. But then when they figured out, like, you know what? If the white guy runs away, I don't know who he is because this is going to sound so bad. We all look alike. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to actually know who he is versus if one of my black indigenous servants walk away. Oh, we can pick him out of nowhere. He looks totally different from us. So the addition service that did their time, they took that land back because they were the government was running out of land because they were promising it to all the newer people that's coming into America to make America great. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I swear I'm a nice person. I promise you I am. But, um, yeah, they took the land away. They enslaved them. Now they're not in addition service. They're enslaved. 
And when they found out that this was profitable, that's where the slave trade came into play. Uh-huh. And then we're coming uh, into 2021 trying not to teach that. No, I honestly think that it needs to be taught because so? if not, history is going to repeat itself. Of course. Like, uh, I know when people with the Robert E. Lee, um, monument that they had, mm-hmm. they were like trying to destroy it. I disagree with that. I honestly feel that monument needs to be in a museum because if you destroy it, now you destroyed the story of it. So now nobody can compare or not compare. They can correlate Robert E. Lee and the Confederates. Mm. They just know the story, but mm-hmm. they can see it's a real thing. Speaking of which, Robert E. Lee was a terrorist to America. He lost. <laughs> Get over it. Sorry. This guy. <laughs> I, I told you, man, I'm, I'm being good, bro. I, I can go in really hard, but I, I honestly want what I'm saying to get across. Like, even if you only picked up that slavery is still going on today because of the jail system, I would be good with that. Mm-hmm. I just want you to pick something up. Yeah, and that's important to remember that, too. Yes. Because like, even like you said, too, it's important for people to learn it because history does repeat itself. It's going to look different, but it's there. Yeah. And so, you know, I think some of the arguments that I hear people say um, that it's just like, you know, they don't want it to be taught because they don't want kids to feel bad about or feel guilty, have, I guess you want to say, like, white guilt because of what their ancestors did. And it's like, that's so irrelevant because it's just like, you need to know the history. So it's just like, you want, you need to understand that, hey, this happened. This was bad. You are not your ancestors. None of us are. But in order to go forward, we have to make sure that we don't repeat this right. or, or it doesn't look different, like how it is in the jail system or kind of, uh, kind of, I'm, I'm trying to think, or even in the justice system, you know, that's kind of really where it all starts, uh, how we're judged differently. Just like how you said people, when they worked, you know, they had to, they had to, um, serve a shorter period of time to get that land compared to the black people. It's like that even in the justice system, uh, someone can be convicted of the same crime, but, uh, the white person will serve a less time compared to the black person. Right. And so that's why it's so important because it shouldn't be only black people that know that history, that know those facts. We sh- it shouldn't, you know, black people shouldn't be the only one fighting for that. You know, we have to teach, uh, more empathy, you know, and that's why it's like, you can't leave that out. Like, we're not trying to make these kids, kids feel bad, but they need to understand because they are the future. Right. You know, and you can't build a future by destroying the past. Like, you know, cause then it's just, you're going in circles, but absolutely. I will definitely say this as far as how you said, like, you know, white guilt and all that. Mm hmm. I honestly don't feel like, and I'm gonna just say white, I don't care. I don't feel like anybody white should feel bad about the things their ancestors did. I'm with you on that. Reason being is because you weren't there. So you had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you agree on what your ancestors did, or if you continue to keep up the traits that your ancestors did. Or mimic. Yeah, or mimic. Then that's when you can start feeling bad because you're not learning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, on top of that, <laughs> I don't, 
I, bro, I'm sorry. I'm. You guys have to forgive me. Before I came on, J.O. told me to be on my best behavior. <laughs> so I am, <laughs> I am struggling right now to do that without, you know, just going upside people's heads. Mm. But... We're just here to educate people, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, and, and talk about it. Yeah, I. You're right. We're, nah, we're go ahead, say what you want to say, man. It's okay. I'm not going to hold you. I, if I'm going to educate something, I don't want to educate on what has happened and what's going on. I want to educate people to understand. Like you might not agree with the culture. Mm-hmm. or our community on how we do things or how we look at police or why when a cop gets convicted why we're so happy about it like that i don't i don't want to teach you that i don't i just want you to understand that we have been through things and it's a generational curse the chains are still there they're just invisible now we have more freedoms, but at the same time, we kind of don't. Yeah. Like, I'm having a kid. Congratulations. And appreciate it, brother. I'm having a kid. So I went to my friend's house uh, that stays in the country. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so what we did is we had a, uh, we had a target. We were shooting it. And first off, if you're not listening, Texas, big on the Second Amendment. Country, open land, everything's good. But we were shooting. And some people saw us going in a certain area. And they decided to call the cops on us. So while we're talking, oh, so we get pulled over. The cop is asking a thousand one questions. He's asking these fishing questions, pretty much trying to make sure my story and his story are correct, which they, I mean, it is what it is. We were doing a gender reveal and this is what happened. But things didn't change until I showed him I was a veteran. And then after I showed him I was a veteran, he asked like maybe one, two questions and he let us go. And the, the thing that that rubbed me the wrong way when he let us go. I had my hands up the whole time, so you can't say I was reaching for anything. My friend and my passenger side did also. He said, man, them Houston cops really got you shooken up, huh? I was like, no, nigga. Uh, all of y'all got me shooken up. Yeah, you just have to operate a certain way. Cause and I meant that as ignorant. Way. I didn't mean that as a color. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have to, you know, it's, it's, it's different for us. You know, we're taught to, you know, act a certain way because, and I, I'm going to say it like this too. I think we're taught empathy in a sense, you know, granted because, you know, we don't, you know, our parents don't want anything to happen to us, but, you know, in the right way, it's just to not necessarily comply, but just to show that, Hey, you ain't got nothing to worry about. I, we understand that you have a dangerous job. Look, we both, we all trying to go home. You know, right. if we talking about the right way to, to act when a cop pulls us over and that's not taught with everybody. No, and it's that's not. sad, you know, at the same time. And it's sad how, yeah, it, I, I think everybody should really act a certain way when it comes to cops because that, that job is dangerous. Some, 
there's some fears that everybody else or some fears that you have to worry about, some fears that everybody else has to worry about. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for us, our fears are more physical mm-hmm. that we have to worry about. We have to worry about Karen calling us, calling the cops on us for selling water to get to Disneyland. We got to worry about cops pulling us over. We got to worry about them being afraid of us, even though they're fully equipped with everything and a camera and all we got is our car keys and whatever else at the time. Mm-hmm. But one of yeah, one of my friends who's white, I'm gonna leave all my friends nameless, so as I said, these are my opinions. So if you have a problem, please feel free to reach out to me. We can have a conversation. He got pulled over with me and when the cop was talking to me, he was shocked. He like is this what y'all really go through? I'm like, he's actually a nice one. I've had cops that pulled me out of the car, not pull me, but tell me to get out of the car and handcuff me so he can do his job effectively so we can all go home. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's two sides of America that this is just unfortunately our side that we got to live with. And yeah, the bias that we live with. Right. And it's like, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. You know, you're just, you're being you, you're living your life, and just, you know, it's unfortunate people see you as a certain way without even knowing who you are. They just rush quick to judgment. And, you know, honestly, it's quite lazy. Yeah. That's why uh, you'll hear comedians or whatever talk about the change-up or the switch or the representative. What, what you talking about, the change? What's, what change-up? Two sides of America. Like, me and you, if we're talking, mm-hmm. like... I don't think I don't think we're talking how we would normally talk because we're on more of a professional type of platform. Uh-huh. But once these mics go off, whatever, we talk completely different. It's it's the switch that we have to do in order to make it outside of our community in the real world. Uh. Sad, but I mean that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult, man. It's difficult, but I still, honestly, I wouldn't change my color for anything. Oh no, man! What? <laughs> I could, I could care. We're some trailblazers, man. I mean, it's not even just necessarily that. It's just I just, you know, man. I love who I am. I love my skin. This was God given, just like everybody should. And that's one thing I remember telling my friend. It's just like, man, it's not about the color of the skin. Like I want everybody to love who they are and be comfortable. In their skin, you have to deal with this for the rest of your life. You should be happy, yeah. but it's just like you know. I don't. I don't understand some people and why they think, or even why you know America has this mindset that you know of you know. Um, or I'm trying to think like a, not like pyramid, but probably think of some other people feel like they're superior than others. And the sad part about it. It happens in every race. It even, you know, it happens all over the world. Even, I mean, even within our communities like that. Oh, yeah, that's true that's, too. That's, that's light skin stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The mean, complexion. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like we have to go through all this, but yet we have to still deal with but that. But we were taught that during the uh, the Willie Lynch letters when he was writing that. That's where that Willie originally. Lynch? Willie Lynch was a guy that actually trained slave owners how to control their slaves. 
What? Yeah. So, Trigger. Oh, yeah. Trigger. I he would actually tell slave owners to get like the biggest, biggest slave or whatever like that and beat them or rape them in front of everybody to demasculate them. Uh, yeah, you got me on that. Something like that. Like, I can't remember that word. Yeah. <laughs> and then turn like the light skinned slaves against the dark skinned slaves. So the field slaves against the house slaves. Turn them against each other. So if somebody's doing something they're not supposed to, oh, we got to go tell Massa so he can uh, take it easy on me. Damn, he wrote a whole book about that, bro. It was in a book. It was. It was honestly like like a newsletter or something. Uh, yeah, I would say a newsletter, but it was a couple of pages, and it's it's an interesting read, and you can actually see that letter in a lot of. Our community today, sad to sad to say, because we still, to a certain extent, have like a slave mentality to a certain extent. Yeah. And that's one of them. Like one of the things was that when they would beat the man or whatever, the mom would get so scared that they're going to do that to her baby that she would make the boy be mentally weak, physically strong. And then have her daughter be the mentally strong one. And then you go into 2021, you see a lot of independent women. I can do it by myself. I don't need no man and all that going on today, which kind of destroys the household, which is destroying our community, which is destroying the race. Yeah. Well, I mean, man, there's even that's even deeper on a level with that. I think you have to also kind of. Dang, I wonder, I wonder if they touched that in the Thirteenth Amendment documentary. Uh, I can't remember, but it, yeah, it stems from a lot. I, I, I could go deep into it, but yeah, you know, I, I can't remember too. everything. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, you know, one thing I will say, you know, after y'all listen to this, definitely go and listen uh, or watch if you have a Netflix account, uh, and if you don't, don't ask mine. No, I'm joking, but no, uh, but yeah, watch, you know, the 13th amendment. I, I highly suggest because it's educational, no matter who you are, it's educational to me. I really didn't know, um, all the stuff that goes on, um, like confirmation bias and, you know, just, just a lot of stuff. It was a lot of real good information and it kind of puts a lot in perspective. Um, and it's a lot of professional people who dedicate their lives to teach this, um, and to educate and to change this. So definitely, you know, educate yourself, you know, watch that, watch other stuff, you know, because things aren't always what they seem to be. What, you know, a lot of, you know, this race, it's not a lot of race. Well, no, it's a, it's a race war, but no, yeah, I'm just like, educate yourself. I'm say it's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. I mean, I guess because right now we're not at the peak compared to how it was last year. But, you know, that's another story. Because something else took its place, which I'm not going to get into. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but that, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I want to appreciate you uh, or thank you. Not appreciate you. But nah, thank you for coming in, man. Um, it's all good. Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to plug yourself in for these people uh, just in case they want to further conversation with you or just, you know, follow you all that good stuff okay so i'm not on social media like that so the best way to hit me is on instagram it's dj underscore magnum 510 if you want to have an actual conversation please feel free to hit me up we can keep it civilized Mm -hmm. keep in mind if you come on my stuff with some shenanigans 
I am not on the podcast and I will act accordingly. Okay. This guy. <laughs> I am being very PG right now. Nobody's going to come at you like that. Hey man, you know, they, there's trolls now. That's, this is a, uh, that's true. That's true. There are trolls. There are trolls. You just got to ignore them. Don't even, don't even pay them no mind, man. <laughs> I, know the, I know the wonderful people on this podcast though. They're not trolls. They are sincere about the problems of today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we thank y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and you know, continue to tune in to this special podcast. Can I, can I say one thing? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, cause I have a feeling cause it typically happens when I have these conversations with people, people would ask me how to help. And my only response to that is to educate yourself and to educate the people around you. We have some stuff, we as the black community, we have things that we are working on ourselves that we don't really need help. But when that time comes, when we do, we need you guys to be on the same note with us. So just educate yourself, educate those around. And if you don't know, ass, don't make an ass out of yourself. (laughs) Each one teach one, right? Right. <laughs> Spread love. That's the Houston way. It's really Brooklyn, but we in Houston. Already. Right. <laughs>